Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We start with C.J. Stroud because he's got the Bucks and he comes in as QB11 for Barry this week. How do you see Stroud? He's got the Bucks. Like it's almost like bucks. he's got scabies. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it yeah. just it found it sounds like something bad. That kind of vibes with the Bucks well, overall kind of vibe right. this year of kind it's of being a little bit of 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 a little bit Alongside Matthew Berry, Jay Croucher, and a very special guest, the man that drinks free today, our contest winner, Amit. Hello, Amit. Welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? So, this is, I'm going to just to address you on camera because it's awkward <laughs> if I just look around and then That's everyone fine. at home gets to see my bald spot. Um, so, Amit, where do you live? What do you do? How many fantasy leagues do you play in? I play in four leagues. Okay. But the one that matters, I'm first. So there you go. That's that all that matters. That, that counts. Because yeah. I'm, in, I'm in a bunch of leagues, you know, but I'm in leagues with these guys, but they don't count. It doesn't matter, right? With the little people. You have leagues with other little people like I do. Right. They're just like, whatever. Right. If you win, you win, you do, you know. But, yeah, there's a couple leagues where you care. Yeah. I get that. I, I appreciate that. I understand. So, and what do you do for a living and where are you from? So, um, I'm a geriatrician. I take care of old people in the ICU. Uh-huh. And I live near Buffalo, New York. Okay, so fair enough. New York. Bill, so you go take Bills. go Bills. Go Bills, sure. You uh, you take care of old people. It explains why you're a fan of me. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, you uh, might be staying for more right. than just this show. Exactly. Do do you? I like this is super awkward. But during the commercial break, can you check my prostate? Because <laughs> I, I don't just, do that. I don't get paid just, to do that. That's a, that's a urology problem. Uh, damn it! I got it. All right, Connor, it's gonna have to be you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna have to be just you. Again. I thought I was off the hook finally. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it is what it is. Oh, a lot of people, why, why doesn't Connor like this job? Well, now you know. Yeah, um, you know. You know, who would check my prostate is Todd Zeal. Just so you understand. Uh, if you understand I'll, why. I'll talk you through it. I'll talk you through it. This. I'm just, just so you know. Hey, um, so question for you, uh, Amit. Did you, um, uh, did you just happen upon the contest? You are, are you a regular watcher of the show? Or are you regular, a fan? Every like, day, talk every to day, me. Everyday watcher. Uh, I, saw, I saw, you know, the contest pop up, entered my name, and a month later, you know, somebody from your show reached out, and here I am. Yeah, that was Jay. That was, I mean, that's, <laughs> that was that's, uh, Jay, Jay, reached, Jay reached out. It's, yeah. it's, we, we, have to, we have to earn our money on him somehow. <laughs> um, what I would say is, is so is it, you, you told me before the show, it's on every day in the ICU? Yeah, the show? When, when I'm doing my rounds, you know, in the afternoon, it's on. 
So last question for you. Does this show make your elderly patients in the ICU better or worse? You can be honest. Um, most of them were actually sedated, so. <laughs> that's the best way to watch them. Yeah, that's that's our watch. yeah, that's our audience. That's our audience. That makes sense. We're ahead of the ICU. There we go. That's, and let that be a lesson oh to everyone God. watching at home. The best way to enjoy us is sedation. Absolutely. You can, you can write scripts for everyone, right? And we'll send them out to everyone? Yeah, that's fine. We got you. All right, well, listen. Hey, congratulations on uh, winning the contest. Being here in beautiful Stanford, Connecticut, uh, we appreciate you uh, you watching the show. We uh, we appreciate you forcing every one of your patients, heavily sedated, to suffer through the show. Uh, and I'm glad that we've led you to first place in the league you care about. So Thank you. Uh, that's Thank you. most important. Anyone um, ever it's... wake up and ask if this is hell when they say <laughs> <our> song? <laughs> Hasn't happened. You don't yet. have to answer that. <laughs> okay, just make it sure. You mean, uh, you mean like you good. do every day? No, 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 <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say. Just a question. That's right. Just a question. Let's jump into the Roto World Player <laughs> News. It is love-hate day. We got a lot to do. Notable injuries we are tracking as we head into not only Thursday Night Football. We'll get there in a second. But the entire weekend, and for all your Roto World player news, go to NBCSports.com. How about Deshaun Watson? He was limited, still dealing with that shoulder injury. I don't think that's going away at any point this season, guys. It'll just be a question of if he can play through that. Raheem Mostert didn't practice, but it sounds like he'll be good to go. Josh Allen also didn't practice. Same for Gus Edwards, Tyler Lockie, Mari DiMercato. Darren Wallers sounds the most serious out of all of these. Waller expected to miss some time. He personally did not sound confident going forward. Drake London, Damian Pierce, Matthew Stafford also did not practice. I mean, Jay, this is a laundry list of injuries. A lot of them could be more rest because it was a Wednesday, but some of them are concerning. A lot of big names on exactly. this one. I think Josh Allen will frighten some people, I think, because he did have the shoulder. He was in the medical tent against the Bucks. It seems like he'll be okay. He was implying that he would be fine, but that's just one to monitor. To me, the two big ones are the quarterbacks at the top and bottom of the list. Deshaun Watson, just don't know what's happening there. He's limited in practice, but no guarantee he will play. And then Matthew Stafford, who looks like he's going to avoid IR, so it's not the most serious outcome, but we don't know if he's going to play this week. And obviously that affects Puka Nakua and my little Cooper Cup. To me, the ones that sort of uh, stand out to me, obviously Darren Waller reports are that he may be out weeks, not just this week, but weeks, which just, you know, another blow to uh, what's already been a just tough, tough season for the Giants. Drake London with a groin. Again, like, finally we're like, hey, he's got Taylor Heineke. He's got a quarterback who can throw, and now he's not going to be out there. So that potentially he may not be out there. So that's one that's that's a little bit uh, concerning to me. As is Damian Pierce. I mean, I, I, you don't really want a piece of the Houston Texans running back uh, room, but given that, you know, Gibbs is out, McCaffrey's out, ETN is out, uh, Javante Williams is out. You may not have a choice but to start Damian Pierce this week if he can go. So we'll watch all those as well. And then with that, we jump into tonight's game, Thursday Night Football, the Steelers and the Titans. Kenny Pickett has been dealing with the ribs injury. You already heard him on our show this week uh, talking to the media. We played that clip. He's playing. He will be active. The same could be said for Derrick Henry with the ankle. He will be active. DeAndre Hopkins still questionable going into the game with a toe injury. And then Ryan Tannehill obviously is officially out because of his ankle injury. Jay, it will be the Will Levis show on Thursday Night Football, something we'll get into at the end of today's show as well. Yep, it will be. Uh, and on a short week against the Steelers. Now, Steelers' defense isn't as imposing as it has been in years past. Minka Fitzpatrick uh, hurt as well. So They do get Cam Hayward awards. back tonight. Though. So they do get Cam Hayward back. Work. So that's going to help. Yeah, he might be trouble for Will Levis tonight, but we'll see. We'll get into it later. Yeah. All right, let's jump into love-hate then, because obviously a ton to go through here, especially at the running back position. Do you think, real quickly, Ahmed, do you think your patients 
as heavily sedated as they are when they're watching this? Are they going to notice you in the back there? Or are they so drugged up that they won't, they won't be able to determine TB Amit versus Dr. Amit? Uh, I, I'm usually pretty liberal with drugs, so they're, they're <laughs> not going to notice my bedside. Yeah. So we'll I week, am Tom. getting your cell, and you are not leaving this step any, anytime New soon. New member of the show. Yeah. New member of the show. Do you ever meet Absolutely. people like Armit, and they tell you that you know, they're an ICU doctor, you know, doing good for the yeah. world, and then you, when you introduce yourself, it's like, or when I introduce myself, it's like, uh, yeah, I talk on television about like the Sean Watson's got a shoulder injury <laughs> and the right. ramifications Best for bets. fake football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bets off of that. How to take advantage of PJ Walker not being very good. Here's what I do. Yeah, you know, 100%. No, I, I have that situation almost every day of my life where you meet somebody and you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm a, I, you know, this is somebody who is, who's helping families and lives, right? And, you know, people come to the ICU and they're in bad shape. And so, you know, um, it's like their last hope, right? You meet like teachers, people yeah. that are molding the yeah. future <laughs> of our country. You, you know, you meet, you meet firefighters and policemen, people that put their lives on the line every single day. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I, I wear makeup and talk about fake football yeah. on the Internet. Listen, I think yeah. Amari Di Mercado <laughs> right. really be a thing. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm breaking down, uh, you know, how many uh, targets we think uh, George Pickens is getting tonight. Right, exactly. And, and on rare guy. occasion, it could be as Luigi. Yeah. As far. Hey, it's a good question. <laughs> Doctor, you're a learned man. You're, you've obviously gone to many fine universities. You have many uh, leather-bound books that smell like mahogany, I'm sure, to be a doctor of your stature. Like, uh, where are you on the Luigi? voice are you pro or con uh i think you might need a little bit more practice that's yeah. a great call that's a good call yeah. Yeah. it's me i'm a doctor yeah. it's me a luigi i got oh, a pasta again. overdose it keeps breaking uh, it's, it's awful yeah yeah it's awful we always end up there and somehow. people i will say i want to shout out to to some of my long tongue fans recognize that that's it's really the Pedro Alvarez voice. For my old, I swear to God, it was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life, which is that when I used to do a baseball podcast, like for whatever reason, I decided that that was what Pedro Alvarez, who's a Latin player, sounds like. And it would be like, hey, it's me, Pedro Alvarez. And so anyway, just... And so, multiple different communities. People understand, what's great is, is that people understand that I'm a man of very limited talent. <laughs> and so I really only have the one voice. And so it's just, you know, like... It's going to have to work for a lot of different scenarios. A thousand percent. But it just, it was just the dumbest. It made no sense at all as to why that was Pedro Alvarez's voice. But that was, that's what it was. And people loved it. And so, yeah, you know, hey... Uh, a strikeout-prone third baseman for the Pirates. So <laughs> low those many years. With that, we kick off the running back love list somehow. Saquon Barkley against the Raiders. The Raiders, who are an absolute disaster right now. The Giants, who are expected to have Daniel Jones back, so they'll actually be able to take dropbacks and throw the ball. Saquon Barkley, Barry, comes in as RB what for you? RB2. I am as the number wow. two running back in fa- You heard me. Well, you. What are they going to do? Let Daniel Jones throw it? Stop it. I'm sorry, did you not just see the Raiders on Monday Night Football give up a billion yards to Jameer Gibbs? Look, Saquon Barkley is averaging over 30 touches per game since he returned, including a 20% target share. Oh, by the way, they no longer have Darren Waller. Like, how are they going to move the ball in this game? It's through Saquon Barkley. So I think that he's going to just get a massive workload. And running backs that have gotten at least 18 touches against the Raiders this year, averaging over 20 fantasy points per game this year. Again, they're giving up 152 scrimmage yards per game to opposing running backs the Raiders are. We just saw them get decimated. You know, I don't know what kind of miracles Antonio Pierce can work in four days, but uh, I think the fact of the matter is is that very talented player with a massive workload and a good matchup. 
You're damn right. Saquon Barkley is my number two running back this week. Now, since he came back from his injury, which was a relatively serious high ankle sprain, Saquon Barkley has 81 carries in three games. Uh, and obviously, that was a, it was a fake game of football against it. That wasn't real. As you mentioned, Connor, just set the game back years yes. and years watching yes. that. Disappointing from the Jets' defense as well to give up 128 yards to Saquon Barkley. But he did look explosive. Uh, and he was their only option, and will continue in a way to be. But think about that. Think about that against a Jets defense that I think we will all agree is better than the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders, by the way, the Raiders, as, as disastrous as the Raiders' offense is, their defense has been fine. Right. Max Crosby's having an awesome yep. year, right? So, I mean, like, their, their defense isn't awful, but they're better, other than Max Crosby, I think they're better in the secondary than they are in terms of, in terms of rushing defense. And in a game in which the Giants had a guy that passed for negative yards, I mean, like, DeVito was no threat at all. We think that the Jets is a better defense than the Raiders, and the Giants had no passing threat at all, and Barkley was still able to get over 100 uh, total yards against the Jets. So against the, against the Raiders and Daniel Jones, even though he may not be 100%, he's obviously a significant upgrade of what they have in DeVito. Like, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, Barkley's number two. Okay. You heard me. Okay. Yeah, and another running back in Barry's top five going into the week, Jonathan Taylor, whose workload goes up, but more importantly, he's got the Panthers who have been a – their defense has been a fantasy goldmine for running backs. It has been. And Taylor, he looks explosive again. He looks like the guy that he was in 2021. I think it went a little bit under the radar that last year that Jonathan Taylor was dealing with an ankle issue basically the whole season. He looks to have his speed back. A little bit of a concern that he didn't get any work in the second half uh, as he may have been dealing with an injury, but – the Colts aren't very good at the moment, and so games where they're at, they are favored like they are uh, against Carolina by two and a half points, those are just gold for Taylor in terms of game script. I know Carolina shut down the Texans last week, but again, I think that was much Texans more about Texans shut down the, themselves every week. That's exactly <laughs> right. Runs the game. Texans can't run the ball. They're not the Colts. The Colts, whether it's the Browns, whether it's the Ravens, like the Colts have been able to run the ball against everyone, and so Taylor... By the way, and Zach Moss, I think, are both very viable this week. I have Taylor inside my top five uh, against the Carolina Panthers. We showed at, uh, during the injury portion that Derrick Henry will be active tonight. He'd been dealing with an ankle injury. And, Barry, I mean, not only is this Tennessee offense going to probably protect Will Levis a little bit with the run game, but you could also run against the Steelers front. And Cam Hayward's back. Yes. But is Cam Hayward going to play 100% of the snaps out it's, of the gate? That's a lot to ask. Exactly. He just, and he's only one man. Right. right? Yes. I mean, and let's be clear, Derrick Henry's like two and a half. Yeah, he's yes, like two and a literally. half man. I mean, he really, he, he really is. Teams that are facing the Steelers this year are averaging 26 running back carries per game. That's second most in the NFL, and that's just that's normal. And then you think about the Tennessee Titans, who obviously want to run Derrick Henry quite a bit on the road on a short week. Team, running backs that get at least 18 touches against the Steelers, averaging over 18 fantasy points per game. They've given up 100 rushing yards in six out of seven games this year. Again, I don't know that Cam Hayward is going to be enough to slow down King Henry. I think, especially given the fact that this is a short week on the road against the Steelers, a much tougher defense, they're going to want to take pressure off Will Levis. He's going to get a massive workload. He's King Henry. I'm his running back seven this week. Just goes under the radar, King Henry. Just taken for granted quietly. He's fifth in the league in rushing yards, with, and that's with already having had a bye. He's been efficient on the ground running it as well. And That's not a great offensive line, but Henry, just with the volume that he gets in his ability, he just breaks one every I, game. I think it's just because the Titans have been bad this year, and we really haven't seen – there haven't been any national games. It feels like usually for many years there were like – you know, the, they, they would be on these um, – they would be on these Thursday night games. Yeah, against Jacksonville. Right, the Jack, right. And <laughs> then, but then you'd see Derrick Henry rush for eight, you know, have yeah. an 80-yard run, and I'm like, whoa. But I think just because they've been limited to, like, the fourth or fifth window on, you know, on CBS a lot of times, whatever, they just – he hasn't had some 
a lot of these massive big plays that we've seen and because the Titans have been bad, it feels like just people aren't aware to that point. Like, like I don't think anyone – really, he's fifth in the NFL in rushing? I think yeah. most perception is, is that he's had a, quote, down year. Yep. And he's had some bad games, but the as we enter too, week just, nine, he's – He's freaking Derrick Henry still. It's just a down year for running backs as well. Like, the yes. really exciting, explosive running backs have been like Devin Achan or Kyron Williams came out of nowhere. Right. And now they've both been dealing with injuries. So, Derrick Henry, he only has, you know, 526 rushing yards through seven games. But that makes you the fifth best rusher in the NFL right now. So, I think that's another thing, too. It's just about the context of the position. A couple others receiving votes. Daryl Henderson, Kareem Hunt, uh, Chuba Hubbard, and Zach Moss. Henderson and Moss both sneak into the top 20. Yeah. While Barry Hunt and Hubbard... Just on the outside looking We just in. talked about Moss. The fact that I think is as great as Jonathan Taylor is, since he returned, Zach Moss is averaging 18.3 fantasy points per game, as we talked about with Jonathan Taylor. Panthers allow 126 rushing yards per game. I think he's a top 20 play this week. Daryl Henderson's had 34 touches over his two games with the Rams, including 62% of the team's running back touches, with Matthew Stafford less than 100% of potentially missing this game. I expect him to lean on Henderson and the running game, especially against the Packers defense that allows the six most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Chuba Hubbard is the guy in Carolina. Miles Sanders is not a thing. Colts very quietly allow the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. I'm at running back 23. And then finally, Kareem Hunt. You know, it feels like a three-headed committee in Cleveland, but feels like Hunt, at least, at the, at the, is at the top of it. Past three weeks, he's scored in every game. He's averaging 15 fantasy points per game. And most importantly, he's getting 75% of the Browns' red zone touches over that stretch. It feels like, whether it's due to injury or experience or He's getting back into the system. Stefanski trusts Kareem Hunt when they get in close. I think the thing with Kareem Hunt, too, is that a lot of our skepticism about him in the preseason wasn't so much about the opportunity he might have when he signed with the team. It was that he just wasn't good last year. It wasn't explosive. And now he looks better physically than he did last season. He's the 16th-rated uh, running back by PFF grade. He only just turned 28 as well. You think Kareem Hunt was like 31? No, he's 28, and he looks better than he has, and he's behind a good offensive line. Yeah, I get that a lot, too. Yeah. People are like, well, it's like you look at me and you think I'm 31, but it turns yeah. out I'm 28. Yeah. I just I look older than yes. I am. Yeah, yeah. So I get that a lot, me and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> With that, we'll move over to the hate list. Aaron Jones against the Rams right now for Aaron Jones. Listen, it's been an injury-riddled season for a lot of the Packers' skill group, including Jones. Barry, he's not been leaned on. When did, when did, when did Aaron Jones come to the league? About well, five years ago? I want to say, ago? like, yeah, I was going to say 2016, 2017, yeah. something like that. Jay, look that up real quick. Maybe <laughs> it should be 17. <laughs> yeah. Blake's not here. Penn State Blake is not here. He's like, I don't know. He's he's, he's had enough he, as well. He's, I don't know. He's, 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 he's visiting drafted in the 2017 draft. Like what? He's taken what? in the 2017 draft. 2017. So, literally, like, so that's what, six years ago? That's correct, Matthew. Did that math in my head. I don't want to brag. Doctor, I just, I'm showing off <laughs> for you a little bit. I got to be honest with you. I did that math in my head. All right. So, Literally for six years of my career, I've been screaming, free Aaron Jones. Yeah. Free Aaron Jones. I said this on my, like, his, I believe it was his rookie year, um, either his rookie year or his second year, it might have been his second year, where I said, Mike McCarthy's refusal to use Aaron Jones was going to get him fired at the end of the year. And that ended up happening. Uh, he did end up getting fired. I don't know if it was because of that. But it's just like, again, I'm a believer that Mike, no one gets less out of more talented players than Mike McCarthy. That's a rant for another day. I've been screaming free Aaron Jones for six years. And we see flashes of it. And when we free Aaron Jones, what happens? Great things happen. And I don't get it. But for whatever reason, this year, Matt LaFleur has given Aaron Jones less than 12 touches in every single game he's played. He's got a 43% snap rate. And I get it when you've got Jordan Love 
and you know Jane Wicks. You got to get him out there. Jane Reed and you know Octavian Wicks. Octavian Wicks. Sorry, I combined two guys there. I mean, I'm just like That's I don't fine. understand. The like you paid say. Doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. You paid this guy, and I get that he's not 100% healthy, but if he's out there, he should be like if he's healthy enough to play, he should be playing. The fact of the matter is, is they're not using. He hasn't scored double-digit fantasy points since week number one. Uh, he's had under 12 touches, so not a big workload. Uh, not scoring a ton. The offense is a mess as a whole. And oh, by the way, it's a brutal matchup as the Rams allow the fewest receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. So it's going to be have to be up the middle for Aaron Jones where he's splitting work with A.J. Dillon. I just, he's outside my top 20, even in a week with four teams on a bye, with a bunch of committees, with a bunch of running backs that are terrible. It's still like, it's just, I don't, I, and he's one of my favorite players in the NFL. This is not a, Aaron Jones knows I love him. I have been, again, I literally am the guy that started the free Aaron Jones hashtag, and I can't. They're just the most nondescript meh team in the NFL right now. What do you think is wrong with the Packers' offense? Do you think it's just all emanates from Jordan Love or Bakhtiari? It's everything. When you watch them, they're playing young receivers that aren't – they don't trust them, number one. Like the route tree and everything, you look at the route combinations, people aren't in the right place. The offensive line's been banged up. You have a quarterback, a young quarterback that holds onto the ball and makes bad decisions. And you're not going to be able to run the football with all those things because you can't effectively throw the football. And Aaron Jones has been hurt as well, like Barry hinted at. So they can't lean on him or they are refusing to lean on him. A.J. Dillon's not any good. Like, let's just get that out of the way. He's, he's not effective at all. Sorry, A.J. And that's, and that's how the – and a lot of their players haven't been effective. I mean, Christian Watson's been hurt, right? Yep. Romeo Dobbs has been up and down. Luke Musgrave has been hurt. It's just – Everything that could go wrong for the Packers' offense this year has gone wrong. Yeah, and they are three-and-a-half-point favorites home to the Los Angeles Rams because it's likely not going to be Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Maybe. Uh, so, but, but, but anyway, that line tells you that DraftKings doesn't think he's playing. Correct. That, that, yep. That's what yeah. that line tells yeah. you. Is that, so, um, that would be, uh, that'll be dicey. It'll be interesting to see who's under center. We'll talk about that more as the week goes on. Staying in the NFC North, another running back here, and Alexander Madison makes the hate list, does not crack the top 25, and Madison – for the in large part this year, Jay has just not been effective. Atlanta's defense up front, pretty good too. Even with Grady Jarrett hurt, this is still a front that should be able to contain Madison with a young quarterback in Jaron Hall making his first start under center. Yeah, it looked like it was trending towards Cam Akers in that San Francisco Monday night game where Cam Akers was the guy who got the work towards the end of the game. Madison did get 16 carries against the Packers versus Akers 9, but Madison was 16 for 31. Uh, and so it seems like either he gets limited work and he's decent with it, or he gets a lot of work and he does nothing much with it. Tough matchup, and you would expect that surely, if any team is going to load the box this weekend, it will be the Falcons and make Jaron Hall beat them. I mean, that's the, that's the point. We have no idea what this offense is going to look like without Kirk Cousins. It certainly, we, we, certainly is a strong word. It is likely it's not going to be as effective with Kirk Cousins. Again, Hall may be good. You know what I mean? He may surprise us. He may also be... Not so good. The fact of the matter is, is to your point, uh, the Falcons' really good run defense, even without Grady Jarrett. I mean, they haven't allowed a running back rushing touchdown this entire year. Not one. Not one. They also allow the second-fewest fantasy points, two opposing running backs, and Madison, who is 51st among qualified running backs in fantasy points per touch. So, I mean, again, he is, he is only a volume play because he's not very efficient with his touches. When he gets touches, he is 51st in fantasy points per touch. So, you're, basically what you're doing is you're hoping that he gets a massive workload here, and I just don't know that you can count on that because, um, again, they may get Cam Akers. They may be a lot more three and outs with an inexperienced quarterback, by the way, and they may be down. Like, again, I am of the belief that the Falcons' offense 
especially if Drake London plays. If Drake London plays along with Kyle Pitts, along with B. John Robinson, like all the anti-Atlanta talk is not because they don't have talent. It's because of the coaching and the quarterback. And I'm a Taylor Heineke guy. I mean, again, there'll be some ugly turnovers, but like he's going to push the ball down the field. It will be a more upbeat, more up-tempo offense with Heineke under center. And so there's a chance they're down in this game and they're having to throw. You know, so anyway, I just um, – he's my running back, 29. Yep. Falcons are five-point favorites in that game, two-point, Matthew. Yep. Final running back on the hate list, Imari DiMercato. He's got a tough Browns defense, and I think more concerning, Barry, is that he has not been the pass-catching threat in this offense that we had hoped him it, to be. It, it, it's so weird, Jay. I don't know what to – yeah, it's like – First, we think he's the pass-catching guy. Then your Ingram gets a lot of work, and then he is, and then he's not. And so, the two of the past three games, DiMarcado has under a 3% target share. Under 3%. Keontae Ingram, it didn't show up in the box score, but Keontae Ingram ran twice as many routes, and he saw four of the six snaps that the Cardinals had inside an opponent's 10-yard line. By the way, they're playing the Browns, and you want to talk about we don't know what, what the Vikings will look like under Jalen, Jaron Hall. Like, we don't know what uh, Clayton Toon is going to be with the yeah. Cardinals. I mean, like, I feel much better about Hall with the Vikings offense than I do about Toon with the Cardinals offense against the Browns. I mean, that's, that's the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that twice, only twice this year, have the Browns allowed a rushing touchdown to opposing running backs. So it doesn't feel likely that DiMarcado falls into the end zone here. And, uh, you know. It's a tough matchup, and again, I'm, you're sort of nervous about this. He's my running back 26. And I think with four teams on by, a guy who got 20 carries last week, he's probably going to have to be started in most leagues. But That's even why if he's running back 26. Yeah. He's a flex. But even if you start him, you don't have to feel good about it. Right. Uh, and they're eight-point dogs to the Browns, so it's probably not going to be a good game script. Yeah. All right. Probably not. Before we get to break here, guys, want to thank Amit as well for joining us on set. He's going to stay with us in the studio, just in. He just front. doesn't get to stand there awkwardly behind. <laughs> us. Yeah, he's going to. He's going to. Uh, he gets to stand awkwardly uh, behind the cameras. Exactly. He's going to duck out from the uh, bar. It's everyone's dream. Yes, yeah, so he got the drink for free. Did they put. <laughs> hey, did they put you in a nice hotel last night? Yeah. Okay. Well, today actually, I came in today. Okay, you came in today. Yeah. Are they putting you in tonight? So it might not be a good one. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll, let you, we'll report back later. Yeah, you know. yeah, we'll let everyone know tomorrow. All right. Listen, so you'll be back at the end of the show. You're going to go off stage now. You're going to write me some scripts for some drugs. <laughs> uh, and then we'll be back right after this with more Love Hate. That's how you go to break, Connor. That's no, how it's, it's not because I still got to do an ad. Get your weekdays started with Bet the Edge. Join Jay and Drew Dinzik as they tackle the biggest games from every angle in the NFL, NBA, and more. So whether you're targeting spreads and totals, Wait. Looking for value in futures Wait. markets or circling player props? <laughs> Jay and Drew have you covered with new episodes every weekday at 6 a.m. Eastern. That's, that's what we Now we're do. going to break, but we're back for <laughs> Love and Hate Jay's stupid other podcast. Thank you, Amit. Where's, where's the S&Y promo? Can we do that next? Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Phoenix. Great plans in the air. Time for one last Old West showdown under this high, bright desert sky. Four drivers will enter, and you know the rest. championship on NBC and Peacock. The NASCAR championship at Phoenix. One final showdown out west. Four drivers enter, one leaves a NASCAR champion. This Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern time on NBC and Peacock. Speaking of the fastest of the fastest, friend of the show, Eights, crossed the finish line in an impressive milestone last week, becoming the fastest cowboy to reach 300 receptions. Pretty good company for CeeDee Lamb, as you see on the board here. He does that in 56 games. Des Bryant got to 300 receptions in 61. Michael Irvin in 72. And it's not just CeeDee Lamb from the 88 club who's tearing it up on the turf. But how about these 88s that tear it up on the track? The most NASCAR Cup oh, Series I see wins there. in number. I didn't num- know where that was going. It was pretty good, right? Emmy nominated. That's, Emmy right. nominated. That's right. That's right. In the number 88 car. Would you prefer Emmy nominated or Emmy losing? <laughs> I think I'll take nominated. Okay, yes. Emmy nominated. Yeah, we'll keep it there. Until Emmy nominated I, I Connor Rogers. Done. Listen, this this NASCAR. This is a really impressive NASCAR race. Like I, this is an intense. This is intense. This is a, this is what's coming up next. <laughs> So as you see here, the 88 Club, Dale Jarrett, uh, Daryl Waltrip, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Bobby Allison, Buck Baker, Alex Bowen. I'm laughing yeah. so hard. Because it's like I'm as he butted I, in with nothing I, to say. I, Absolutely nothing to add. Just wanted to say. Well, we get, we're, doing it to promote, we're doing it to promote the NASCAR race. Yes, it's coming up this the weekend big race. on NBC. Yeah, you know the I, let, let me tell you something. Let me, look, I know you guys are just reading what's on, on your page. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. But I'm just going to tell you right now. Let me let me teach you a few things that I know about racing. Yeah. I'm actually a NASCAR expert. Okay. Okay. Well, I disagree, but okay. All right. No, no, no. Listen. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me yeah. out. Actually, just a couple things. Terrible. Rubbing his racing. Okay. There you go. If you ain't first, you last. Uh, yeah. Right? Keep you know? Going. Yeah. Right. And when I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. There you go. Race car. That's, expert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's. Ahmed has lost it. Is, he's yeah. lost it he's, he might not stay for the full show. Just, <laughs> he's going back to Buffalo. Yes. I'm just saying. Where you look, can be sedated when the show's yeah. off. America's all about speed. Yes. Hot, nasty, badass speed. <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. It's a Ricky Bobby quote uh, from uh, Talladega, Talladega Nights. Nights. Of course, right. come on, everyone. Sorry, he got that. Yes. Yeah. He got that. The, the you reason know what? Todd Zeal shouldn't have won. <laughs> <There, I, laughs> you think Todd Zeal gets a Will Ferrell quote? No, he doesn't. I don't know. Todd Zeal's got a, Todd's got a good sense of humor. He might. Wouldn't have got it. Listen, the reason I was laughing so hard was while I was How in makeup. How have seen like every every obscure movie in the and, world? And you haven't seen Talladega Nights. I don't know why. Are you not a Will Ferrell guy? I didn't see Titanic until like four years ago. 
I've never seen That's Titanic. That's pretty shocking. Oh, by the you way, for the record, Titanic, not a Will Ferrell movie. I know, and, but And still, very, very different than thing. Talladega Nights. I know, yeah, totally, not the same ending. Just, just, you know, totally, yeah, it's I a very know. different movie yeah. than oh, Talladega Nights. I thought it was like Titanic. Crashes oh, okay. in both, but that's about it. That's about it. I thought they were both crash movies. Yeah, they both do involve crashes. That's for sure. Are you not a Will Ferrell guy? No, no, I like Will Ferrell a lot. Okay. I just haven't seen Talladega Nights for whatever reason. Okay. It just never happened. The moment. Yeah. Just never arose. <laughs> Not against it. It'll happen at some point. It's one of the best. The, the reason before we What's do love hate. Movie? Uh, I mean, Anchorman is a very Anchorman, chalk pick, but it's so Anchorman's good. Anchorman's up there. It's old so school's good. up there. Oh, actually, probably old school. Uh, They're both. I up could there. do this all day. I know really, with all of the movies. The only one I could say definitively is not is Elf. Oh, I love Elf. Elf's good, but it's just it, on too act, much. The third act, bro, the, the third act, the third act falls apart. Yes. I, I will say that he's in I so mean, many movies. Step Brothers, <laughs> so many great movies. Step Brothers, Zoolander for me, I think. But that's not a Will Ferrell I know, movie. but he's like, in he it. Just, he's, he's a, a cameo. I know, but it. it's a magnificent cameo. <laughs> it's, it's a great cameo. Yeah. He's great in everything I he does. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I'm on the show all the time. Oh, the other guys is, I mean, a sneaky classic, mm-hmm. a diabolical movie, but sneaky classic. Yeah, you guys don't care if we talk about folks. Can we love, just love hate Will Ferrell? Let's movies. just let's go Will yeah, hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. Yeah. Okay, uh, so hate bewitched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right. Well, anyways, and, and so. all the ones where he's serious. Yeah. yeah. So watch the yeah, NASCAR championship at Phoenix. Um, yeah, love yeah, do that. CD Lamb. Exactly. CD Lamb. Yeah, <laughs> but that was supposed to be a great segue after uh, the '88 thing. But was it really? Was that really supposed to be a great segue? Yeah, it was the best we could do. Just here's what you knew. Wait, it's on NBC on Sunday, right? It's also on Peacock. Uh, and on Peacock. Yes. At what time? 3 p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Eastern. Watch yes. it. Root for it. Bet on it at DraftKings and use promo code Barry. If you're not into NASCAR, <laughs> bet on it. There you you'll go. Will and love that, it. Then you'll be suddenly into it. It's actually great. If you've never been to a race, it's actually awesome. Yep. I've, I've been to a, a number of NASCAR races. It's actually great. So we kick it off with CeeDee Lamb on the love list. He comes in as a top five wide receiver for you this week. Barry, CeeDee Lamb, obviously yeah. that Dallas passing attack decimated the Rams last week. He's as fast as a race car. We just saw it. I believe that's what all that was about. <laughs> um, look, my guy Aits has a 33% target share over the last two weeks. Finally, Dak Prescott realizing what we've known for a long time. He's the best guy on your team. Try to get it to him. And you like this matchup with the Eagles. Philadelphia's allowed the second most touchdowns to wide receivers, and they've allowed at least 17 fantasy points to a wide receiver in every game they've played. So if you tell me, hey, there's a wide receiver that's going to get at least 17 fantasy points in this game, I'm telling you, it's going to be CeeDee Lamb, my guy eight. He's wide receiver five for me this week, as you see it there on your screen. Give me a big game, eight. I like it. You know, the best I've ever seen Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb both play football in the same game was against the Eagles last season towards yep. the end of the day. Completely lit them up. They moved CD around the formation. They put him in the slot. He's running deep routes from the slot, uh, and the Eagles had no answer for him whatsoever. It seems like the Cowboys now have realized that they just cannot run the ball for whatever reason. They are throwing it more. Dak has been excellent the past two weeks. They'll have to throw against Philadelphia. Should be a big game for eights. Yeah. Jay, how about Garrett Wilson on the love list this week? A Zach Wilson-led offense, but two things here. One, he's starting to pepper Garrett Wilson with targets, even mm-hmm. in the rain against the yeah. Giants. And the Chargers' pass defense is a very vulnerable opponent, no matter who is that quarterback. Yeah, look, I think with Zach Wilson, we're at the point now where, it's from a real football perspective, it's just not happening. But he has shown at least that he can throw the ball to Garrett Wilson a little bit more than at the start of the season when it was a total disaster. I think they're going to be down in this game. They are underdogs at home to the Chargers. I just think to be able to keep up with Justin Herbert. Also, the Chargers have an excellent run defense out of nowhere. Uh, so I don't think the Jets will be able to run the ball. Stack boxes. Garrett Wilson should get a lot of work. 
40% target share in back-to-back -back games. It's a good matchup against the Chargers. Chargers not only will game script work in their way, but to your point, Chargers allow the most yards per game to opposing wide receivers. Wide receivers have gotten at least six targets against the Bolts so far this year, averaging 18.7 fantasy points per game. We expect at least six targets for Garrett Wilson in this one. He comes in at wide receiver 10 for me, Connor. There you go. That's pretty good. You buy that? Wow. I do buy that. All right, there you There's go. There's nobody else on the field that can catch the ball in their <laughs> you're, offense. You're Mr. So. Jets. I just does I it, wonder. Does it matter that Zach Wilson is going up against a bad pass defense? Because I feel like Zach Wilson's play is just it's entirely it, in right. his own it, head. That's correct. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Down but yeah. it, it certainly, yeah, but it, it, you prefer him going against a bad defense than a good one. I guess. Yeah, it matters that he'll have to throw. Yeah. As yes, you said. That, that that's matters. what, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like what matters. Like he had yeah. to against Kansas City as well. So next up on the list here, T. Higgins. He's got the Bills. T. Higgins comes in as a top 20 wide receiver for you this week. Barry's averaging uh, eight and a half targets in his four full games. I think that's a big key is that health yeah. is on his side. Yeah, now. that's a 23% target share. And to your point, he is finally healthy. So now he gets against Buffalo, a game that'll be on Sunday night after the race. Tune into Sunday Night Football on NBC and Peacock have to for the channel. Bills and Bengals. Yeah, exactly. You're lazy. Now you don't have to change. Get up and change the channel. You don't have to Just change the Peacock. Sit there on your couch. Right. Um, look, here's the thing. Since Tre'Davious White has gone down, the Bills allow the fifth highest catch rate to wide receivers. They've enlisted at least one touchdown to wide receiver in three out of four games, three of the four games in that stretch. And so obviously, you know, Jamar Chase is going to get get his, but. This is a game that has a very high over-under. We expect a lot of points to be scored on both sides of the ball. And so, T. Higgins, who's getting a lot of work. Joe Burrow fully healthy. He's fully healthy. Good matchup. I have T. Look, I, you know, Jamar Chase is a top three play this week. But T. Higgins inside my top 20. He makes the love list. All right. Moving over to Dalton Kincaid here, Jay. Kincaid over the last two weeks, over 16 points per game in the tight end landscape of fantasy. That's phenomenal. And the most important thing is he's a real part of this offense. Now, Dawson Knox is out, and it's all Kincaid at the tight end position. For yep, a lot of 11 personnel from the Bills lately, and Kincaid just seems to have more space to operate with Dawson Knox. Not there he's had. So he had those 15 targets. He was really a focal point against the Bucks, And also this Bengals defense, like a lot of the focus is going to be how on the Bills defense isn't what it was. This Bengals defense hasn't been amazing. They're ranked 17th in the NFL in EPA per play. And quietly, yes, the Niners didn't score heavily against the Bengals and Purdy through those two picks. But outside of those two pick picks, like Purdy moved the ball through the air against the Bengals. I don't think this is an amazing defense. So I think that the Bills will have success through the air and Kincaid will benefit. Specifically about the Bengals defense, Jay, Cincinnati is bottom three in terms of most receiving yards and touchdowns allowed to opposing tight ends. Uh, tight ends who have seen at least five targets against the Bengals this year are averaging over 14 fantasy points per game. Talented guy. I'm a tight end four this week. Wow. Like that, yeah. You had Barkley, a tight end Barkley six two, last week. Kincaid yeah, four. and that paid off. What? Right. Barkley two, Kincaid four. They're yeah. Really kind of guys moving up the rankings. They are indeed. Okay. They are indeed. Much like you not having seen Talladega Nights are moving down <laughs> yes. my rankings. Yes. You know how we on Sunday on the Fantasy Football pregame show, uh, a viewer asked me to rank everyone? He ranked us. So, yeah, exactly. Somebody tweeted at me about so, this. So this is right. Connor's my favorite. <laughs> right? <laughs> Heard I was left Dr. out. Dr. Ahmed is second. Uh, you're third. Yeah. Lawrence, I say, Lawrence, Connor, I mention. When I sat in the host chair uh, on Monday when you're out there um, losing Emmys, um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's it's a lot more jarring being that closer to Matthew. I like this kind of little. <laughs> you weren't even there. On pop, you weren't there on popcorn. It's day. a different yeah. show. That's, That's a different true. show. It from is. Here. That yeah, was good right. advice. He should have listened to your advice. <laughs> I he, tried to help was, you. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally walking to the <laughs> Emmys and tweeting that to you. And <laughs> yeah. I could have got hit by a cab. Anything could have happened. But I needed to get that advice to you. Exactly. Especially because you weren't winning. So it didn't matter. I had to make the use of the day somehow. Whether you showed up to the Emmys or not, it's not like you had to go up and accept it. 
there was a reception beforehand. That didn't matter. <laughs> okay, yeah. yes. sure, sure. Yeah. So the, my 12 to 1 hour, instead of sitting here, I just ate hors d'oeuvres and got right, to have drinks. Right, just, and, just, uh, and, yeah, and yeah, were, was it stuff like, ah, oh, hey, where do you think you'll put it, Todd Zeal? Well, and like, you, you know, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, hey. Ah, hey, at the Emmys. Oh, Todd Zeal. Hey, it's me, Todd Rogers. I'm about to lose an Emmy. How about some others receiving votes here? Deontay Johnson comes in as wide receiver 20. Amari Cooper right behind him at wide receiver 21. Nico Collins at wide receiver 24. Pop Douglas against the Commanders, wide receiver 36 with Kendrick Bourne out for the season. Jake Ferguson, tight end six. Trey McBride. Yes, it's Clayton Toon under center, but Trey McBride, monster week last week since Zachary. Well, we've talked about it a lot. The Cardinals are second in the NFL in terms of tight end target share, so I think he should get a lot of work in this one, especially as Miles Garrett and everyone is bearing down on Clayton Toon. He's going to look to quickly get rid of the ball to Trey McBride. Jake Ferguson, look, start your tight ends against the Eagles. Philadelphia along the second most touchdowns to opposing tight ends. I, I want to point out Demario Douglas here. 22% target share over the past two weeks. Kendrick Bourne out for the season. Devontae Parker currently in concussion protocol. They play my commanders who have a bad defense to begin with and then just traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So a bad defense got worse. I think that was the right move for the commanders. Look to the future. I think it was unlikely that Sweat or Young were back. It's sad because the draft capital that was used on both those guys. It's just sort of, again, just it's just, you know, it's just another example of just mismanagement by the team for years and years and years. But I thought that was actually a really good move for the commanders to get something. I Honestly, I can't believe the Bears gave up a two for Montez Sweat, which is likely going to be like a top five pick, pick like in the second. Right, yeah. exactly. Like, so I love the move for the commanders for the future, but what it means for us now is that a bad defense got worse, and Demario Douglas is somebody I know they're very high on in New England. So uh, those guys there, we'll talk about Deontay Johnson more in the next segment there, but yeah. Mari Cooper, I don't care who's uh, playing quarterback. He's going to get a massive target share um, uh, against Arizona. And Nico Collins, very quietly, last four weeks, Buccaneers averaging 209 yards per game to wide receivers. That is most in the NFL. Moving over to the hate list here, led by They Z- also can't run the ball, so they're going to have to throw. Nico and Tank Dell. Hate list led by Zay Flowers against Seattle. who will have to see the combination of Tariq Woolen and, of course, Devin Witherspoon, Jay. And it's, you know, for Zay Flowers, it's been kind of trending downward in recent weeks. Just this isn't happening. They, when I think of Zay Flowers on the football field, I think of Lamar Jackson throwing him a screen pass and then he attacked. Tackle for a three-yard game. It. it just doesn't seem like they've been able to activate him in the ways they would have liked. Now he's always up against a really good, underrated defense in Seattle. So I think Zay Flowers is at the point. Just how much that team runs the ball with how Andrews looks and Odell as well as getting targets. I think we just have to see it more from Zay before we really believe in it. To your point about uh, watching them play, last three games, Flowers has an average depth of 6.4 yards. To yeah. your point about it, it's just like these bubble screens and that aren't really going anywhere as well. One wide receiver. Since week four, one wide receiver scored over 15 fantasy points against the Seahawks. Again, I agree with you on that defense. He's wide receiver 30 for me this week. Um, the guy he, in theory, replaced, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, now on the Arizona Cardinals. He also makes the hate list, Connor, real quickly. Yeah. On, look, rookie, quarter, you know, rookie quarterback on the road against Cleveland's number one ranked defense. He's had one game this year with more than 61 yards. He was really not involved last week. He gets he bailed you out at the with a last second touchdown in comeback mode, but I don't know. Browns allow the lowest catch rate to wide receivers and the fewest fantasy points per game. Third fewest, I should say. Third fewest fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. 
Hollywood Brown outside my top 30 this week as well. Christian Watson comes in as wide receiver 38 for Barry J. And the fact is, since Christian Watson's been back, I mean, he's not even getting 10 points a game right now. He's outside the top 50 receivers in fantasy. I don't think there's any player on the Packers I want to start. Like, at any no. position, any wide receiver, tight end, running back, quarterback, no, wide, no Packers wide receiver I want to start. Even when they're Honestly, not even their kicker's good. Yeah, yeah. Don't He's missed a couple of kicks. Yeah. Rashawn Gary, if you start a defensive <laughs> yeah, player, maybe him. But yeah, outside IDP, of that, yeah. uh, don't want any part of the Packers offense. And finally, Josh Palmer here, Barry. He's got the Jets secondary. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, they made their return against the Giants last week. Palmer comes in as wide receiver 43. That's exactly right. So it's a tough matchup. Uh, no team in the NFL has allowed fewer fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers than your New York fighting Jets, Connor. And here's the other thing. The Jets have yet to allow 45 receiving yards to multiple wide receivers in the same game this year. So if you sort of figure like, okay, Keenan Allen's probably getting to 45 yards this game. Like, what are the odds that anyone else does? I think it's unlikely. Josh Palmer is my wide receiver 43, especially because Quinton Johnson's starting to get a little bit more involved in this offense too. Yeah. Not somebody I want to use this week. And finally, love-hate for the quarterbacks here. And we start with Joe Burrow on that massive Sunday night matchup against the Bills here. Uh, for Barry, Burrow comes in as a top-five quarterback, QB3 here, Jay. And Burrow last week started to look like the Joe Burrow we all know and love. Yeah, most encouraging play of the entire season for Joe Burrow. He checked into a quarterback draw play. And when he checked into it, the left tackle was like, what What do you mean? Because they hadn't done that all season because Joe Burrow hasn't been able to run. Now he can run. He looked very explosive. Uh, it seems like he's just all the way back. He's the guy who was drafted as the top five quarterback before the season. It's also, as we've talked about, it's the second highest implied team total this week. It's, we expect a lot of scoring on both sides of the ball. Buffalo Bills have allowed 19 fantasy points to each of the last two quarterbacks they faced. Those quarterbacks' names, Baker Mayfield and Mac Jones. And now he's got a fully healthy Joe Burrow with a fully healthy T. Higgins and, of course, Jamar Chase as well. Last three weeks, he's averaging 21.6 fantasy points per game. Joe Burrow is my QB3 this week, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he's an investor in FantasyLife.com. But just out of, you know, you know, honesty with the audience, I just want to let everyone yeah, know that he does, in fact, invest. It's a corporate thing. It, it, I, just, I, just ha I don't want people to think that I'm doing this because... He's an investor in my yeah. free FantasyLife.com website. Yeah, like Jamar Chase. Correct. Jamar Chase is as well. Yeah. But again, I like him nope. based on the merits of his play in the matchup. Not on the love list, Jamar Chase. Mm -hmm. Same I do have him as a top three. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Eckler's, uh, Ek no, I don't have Eckler on, on the love list <laughs> either. No, but I do right. love him. Maybe they should I do, invest more. I love him being uh, on the cap table. Next right. up, Tua Tungavailoa against the Chiefs in Germany. Tua comes in as QB6. And Barry, the, the total on the slate is at 51. That is the highest for the weekend right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. Look, I think the Chiefs, we talked about this game yesterday. I think the Chiefs, I think they beat the Dolphins in this game. And I think they right a lot of the wrongs that they had last week, right? They're motivated. Well, two's going to have to throw to keep up with them. Like, in games in which the Dolphins score more than 20 points, and that's what we expect them to do here, he's averaging over 21 fantasy points per game. Chiefs allow touchdown passes at the sixth highest rate in the NFL since week four. So, again, like, Tyreek Hill, revenge game, all of this. I just, I, I think it's going to be a very exciting game, and I just think, they're not going to be able to just, you know, run the ball and play slow down against the Chiefs. All right, moving I, over to – I don't to see the Chiefs having two bad games in a row offensively. Probably not. The final one, Jay, Dak Prescott, who's coming off a great week against the Rams. Yes, he has the Eagles, but he comes in as QB7 because right now the Philadelphia secondaries we've talked about this week, you could throw against them, and Dallas needs to face the facts they can't run the ball right now. Yep, so you can't run the ball on the Eagles, but you can throw on them. And with Dallas, they can't run <laughs> the ball, but they can throw it. So it just seems like a perfect recipe for Dak Prescott, who, by the way – 
past two weeks, or his past two performances at least, Dak's been the best quarterback in the NFL over that span. He's been an absolute monster against the Chargers and against the Rams, and I think that he'll be able to light up the Eagles in a shootout. I don't know that he's been the best quarterback in the NFL, but I'll say this. He's played very well. Past two weeks, he's played very, very well. Give the guy credit uh, for as well. And it's not a matchup that scares you. Eagles, third most touchdown passes allowed this season. Dak, by the way, he seems to have the Eagles number. He's had over 20 fantasy points each of the last three games against the Eagles dating back to 2021. Teams that face the Eagles average almost 40 pass steps. I mean, Sam Howell, future Hall of Famer Sam Howell, was the number one quarterback in fantasy last week playing these Eagles I think Dak is a better quarterback than Sam Howell. I agree. Others receiving votes, Sam Howell, Derek Carr, and C.J. Stroud here, Barry. They all hang right around QB 10. Howell at 9, Carr at 10, Stroud at 11. Since week four, Sam Howell is the fourth best quarterback in fantasy football. Like, they're just not running the ball. He's throwing it a ton. Over the past four weeks, New England ranks 32nd in pressure rate. So the one bugaboo, if you will, you heard me, bugaboo, (laughs) to Sam Howell's game is all the sacks that he takes. Patriots can't get after the pass rusher, so he should have a clean pocket for him. Didn't take a lot of sacks last week as well. I'm at QB9. Derek Carr gets Chicago this week. Bears have allowed the second most touchdown pass this season. They've allowed the third most passing yards per game. Think about Derek Carr. Josh McDaniels, who fired him, got rid of him in Las Vegas, gets fired this week after being embarrassed on Monday Night Football, and now he gets to face the Bears. It's a pretty good week for Derek Carr, all, all things considered. If Sam Howell's the fourth quarterback since then, we need, may need to change the scoring in fantasy. We may need to change the scoring in how you anyway, keep points. And we talked about this. We don't think the acute Texans can run, but C.J. Shad can certainly, certainly throw. Past four weeks, Buccaneers allow 21.8 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks here. Let's go to the hate list really quickly. To make the hate list, Geno Smith and Daniel Jones for Geno. I mean, he's had five straight games below 15 fantasy points, Jay. He is not the guy in fantasy that he was last year where he hung around being QB5. He just hasn't been the guy he was since the first five weeks of last season where he was playing like an MVP candidate. Since then, he's looked more like kind of Geno Smith and the idea of what he was before last season. Baltimore might have the best defense in the NFL as well. They're allowing the fewest fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, under 12 fantasy points per game. This game is in Baltimore, so they're having, uh, having to travel. Uh, there as well. He's uh, QB 17 for me this week. And the last one, Daniel Jones. He'll be running away from Max Crosby. Listen, not that the Raiders' defense scares you, but Jones has not been effective this year. Their line's getting healthier, but Crosby's a guy that wrecks the game. You remember that second half against Arizona in Week 2 where they made that furious comeback and Daniel Jones looked great? Well, 56% of Daniel Jones's total fantasy points this year came in that one half. That's Otherwise, crazy. it's been brutal. Zero touchdown passes in four out of five starts so far this season. Five of the eight quarterbacks to face the Raiders have scored below 16 fantasy points. And while Jay was talking, literally just got an alert on my phone, Brian Dayball, it's official that Darren Waller is out for this week. So Jones has a tough matchup. He hasn't played well. And now his best offensive pass-catching weapon isn't going to be there. He's outside my top 20 this week, guys. We're going to break one more time. When we're back, it's last call. we got our Thursday night football preview for Steelers-Titans coming right up. ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. 
Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. It is time for Last Call, and we are looking at our Thursday Night Football Most Bet Player Props, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. A Nick Folk field goal made under one and a half is the number one bet on the board from the public right now, followed by DeAndre Hopkins receiving yards over 52.5. Will Levis passing touchdowns over 1.5. That's at plus 195. Will Levis passing yards over 202.5. And Najee Harris, Jay, rushing yards over 45.5. The public is on your side, Jay. Yeah, I like that. But I'm not going with Najee today. <laughs> I'm going with someone else, someone better. Alex Highsmith. Little niche, not mainstream, not a Talladega no. Nights type of operator, clearly. No. Alex Highsmith over 0.25 sacks is plus 100. He is top 20 in the NFL in pressures per game. He goes up against a weak offensive line that the Titans have and rookie quarterback Will Levis, who I think on a short week will be uh, amenable to taking some sacks. Yeah, I'm taking the under. I'm just taking the pure under here, which is currently at 37. I know that's a low number, but still. The under in terms of nighttime games overall this year is 19-7. and seven. Pittsburgh is 6-1 and one on the under over the last seven games, and, it's, and they've been under in five straight. Tennessee is actually 5-2 and two with the under in terms of their games. And so you think about this, Steelers, the Steelers, who are the number two scoring defense over the last four weeks, getting Cam Hayward back, and here comes Will Levis, a rookie quarterback, on the road in a primetime game on, on a short week. I just I feel like this is just an ugly Thursday night game. Give me the under on 37 points tonight. A yep. theme of your bets, guys, is Will Levis running for his life. <laughs> I believe you. Will Levis over 10.5 rushing yards for me. I like me. this one. He had seven carries last week. Will Levis will run. He was willing to run in college. He's a big-bodied guy. He can take the hits. He's going to be running away from the Steelers' defensive line a lot. He really just needs one real breakaway scramble to get this number. I think this number for Levis going forward will be closer to the 20s or high teens. Ten and a half is pretty low. I like that. Listen, yeah. you know, you guys laughed at me for the Jimmy Garoppolo three and a half <laughs> rushing yards over. Cashed that cashed and yeah. it cashed early. Sometimes you got to run for your life. Someone, sometimes yeah. you got to run. Sometimes you got to. Uh, run for your life. It is worth noting here, by the way, Pittsburgh has allowed 15 rushing yards to four different quarterbacks already, 15 or more. Now, 
One of those was Lamar, one of those was Watson. Not exactly Will Levis. <laughs> yep. But the fact of the matter is, is right, we expect pressure to come after Levis, especially with Hayward back. And so, right, all he needs is one scramble to get you there. Yep. I think a good angle with the under as well is that I don't think either of these two teams are going to be dropping back to pass a ton. I think as much as they can, they will want to run the ball. Even the Titans' run defense isn't yeah. what it was last year. You can run the ball on the Titans to a degree that you couldn't previously. And then I don't think that on a short week that it's going to be Will Levis throwing the ball 45 times. I think it's going to be Derrick Henry as much as possible. And Derrick Henry games are generally good for the under because the clock keeps on ticking. How yeah, about- and how do you feel about your boy Najee Harris? I just want to <laughs> let you know, he's, his, his total yards is 58 and a half. He's gone under that number in two of the last four and four or seven games so far this year. Tennessee has allowed a running back to go over that number only three times this year. Yeah, I don't love him. Uh, I certainly don't love him. And he's, he is my boy, but he's my second boy. Michael Thomas is my number one boy. Right. Najee Harris it. is the second option if Michael's not around. Uh, right. And, and Najee- then one of your kids is third? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. number three. Ella's yeah. three. Ella. But behind Najee and yeah. Michael Thomas. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, not a great guy for Najee Harris than I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's it for us. That is it for us. Love Hate is available for free on rotorworld.com and NBCSports.com. Congratulations, Dr. Ahmet. Appreciate you. It's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Free prescriptions for everyone. Jay, Connor, and Matthew. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.